This is Yawa Radio. One welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. So we're about to welcome back the wonderful Tim Roberts and he inspires leaders to be their best versions of themselves um, and he specialises in leadership development, he's an inspirational speaker um, and uh, he loves to help people to break the mould which is the title of his new book uh, that's been launched and uh, we're very excited to have him here. He's also a specialist in um, emotional intelligence as well and and uh, yeah, um, here here he is. <laughs> we're well, we're pleased to welcome uh, Tim Roberts to Yawa Radio. So welcome to Yawa Radio, and today I'm delighted to welcome back uh, the wonderful Tim Roberts. He's an international speaker. He's a leadership coach, and he's an author of the new book Break the Mold. So really, really happy and uh, pleased that you can join us again, Tim. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be back. Do you know what? It's lovely to say back, actually, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. the world was a very different place a couple of years ago when we did this, wasn't it? So uh, thank you for having me back. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you for that lovely introduction as well. Oh, no, that's my pleasure. And, and you're right. I mean, I think it was maybe two years ago when we chatted and we were in the the heart of the pandemic then, wasn't it? So it was a it was a completely different world. And since then, you've written a book. Which is amazing. Uh-huh. I have it in my hand. Obviously, our, our, our uh, listeners won't be able to see it, um, but it's a it's a very touchy feely book. It's got feels very nice and it looks very <laughs> exciting. Um, so yes, yeah, so you've been busy writing a book. Tell us all about it, Tim. Yeah, well, you know the uh, me being the idiot that I am, I thought <laughs> in a really hard time when you've got COVID. And I'm not allowed out of my house to do the work that I love to do. You know, I'm not allowed on yeah. stages. I'm not allowed to coach people. What should I do? I know. I'll write a book. All right. So why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, I'd love to say it's because I had loads of time on my hand. That's definitely not true. Uh, so, yes, the book uh, is Break the Mould, Volume 1. So, yes, there are others coming. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah, it, it is my, my first book. Uh, it's all about leadership. Uh, it will help people to develop their emotional intelligence and the, the key focus in there is helping people to recognise these moulds that we're expected to fit or yeah. that we create for ourselves and how you can break free from them to be your true authentic self. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously we're, we're, we're both coaches and I'm a big believer in that as well, because I think we can spend so much of our life sometimes just doing what everybody else expects or what we think people expect of us or or perhaps we morph into something that we're not happy with and we stop and we think whoa hang on a minute who who's this person I know that happened to you yeah. didn't it Tim which is how you ended up going down the route that you're going and 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 sometimes we do need to stop don't we and think how do we break that mold absolutely Joe yeah you know that that was a real 
motivator for me in terms of writing the book you know you talk about coaching there it is a coaching book mm. um often when books are written about leadership it's a teaching book and it's you must follow this model and you must lead in the same way as this other person and hey I've read hundreds of those books and I love those <laughs> authors one of the things that often gets missed is you should lead as yourself yeah you know why are we constantly searching for this solution to leadership that's out there or in somebody else's theory when the reality is what the people around you want and to your point there Joe what we want is to just be our true authentic selves it's what makes us happy it's what makes us confident and yeah there's so many molds out there for leaders whether it's because of the job title you know mm. I, I do a lot of exec coaching and you know very senior leaders talk about how their job title weighs heavy on them and you know I, there's just one of the stories in the book actually is, is of a coaching client and he talks about this title of director really weighed heavy on him and he now created this mold for himself that I can't have a laugh with people and I have to be very professional and very serious and it took him into behaviors that even he doesn't recognize about himself and to me that's the key thing about leadership is, is break the mold and go back to being your true authentic self and I say go back because we do know who that is yeah we have to just choose to get clarity on that and then enable that to inform the choices that we make in terms of how we respond to the world around us. And yeah, um, I was speaking to somebody the other day who knows me really, really well and has read the book. They've made a little contribution to it at the start and, and we were laughing, you know, talking about uh, the book launch. It was last week and everything like ready for it. And they said to me, so why have you why have you written your autobiography then, Tim? When you when you when you're so young, you know, they, <laughs> they were trying to butter me up, I think. And yeah. I was laughing and I was like, what do you mean? It's not my autobiography. I'm thinking, like, have I given you the wrong book? <laughs> um, and they were they were basically taking a bit because what they were referring to is they knew me before I broke the mold. Yeah. Um, when you read the book, what they actually said is they knew me in my brown shoe days, um, yeah. which as soon as somebody reads just the preface <laughs> of the book, they will know what that means. So yeah, it, it, it absolutely. And my, you know, there's, there's a little bit of my story in there. And I. I in the book, I share more of my mistakes as a leader. Yeah. And because when we fit them all, that's what it leads to mistakes. It leads to behaviors that, like you said before, we don't recognize. And the behaviors that we'd never choose to demonstrate. You know, there's many, many leaders out there that people would describe as negative, as arrogant, as aloof. Nobody would choose to be that. Of course no, they wouldn't. Absolutely. And it's very easy to lose sight of themselves. And I know that that happened to me as a young leader, classic experience, promoted to lead the team that I was part of progressed uh, climbed the corporate ladder if you will and at every stage whilst there were some moments of happiness overall I was stressed yeah. I was unhappy I, I had this work mask this professional team and this personal team and you know really the cold hard truth of that is that's ridiculous there isn't a professional team or a personal team there's just Tim yeah and yeah. you know I, I'm a decent human being like you are like everybody who will read the book is a decent human being it is about showing them, if you like, or enabling them to be able to break the mould for themselves. That's what I want the book to do. I want them to be able to break the mould for themselves. Don't follow the path I did. Don't try and be like me. Don't try and be like somebody else. Just break the mould in your own unique way. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I know one of your taglines is it always starts with you. And, and it's absolutely true, isn't it? Because it's only you that can make that choice to break that mold. And I, I remember 
um, God, I think I was in my early 20s and, and going through a, a situation where I remember sitting on the stairs at home one day and I just sat there and I, and I suddenly had this light bulb moment of, well, if I want to change things, I've got to change them because yes. nobody else is going to do it. And that, that then has carried with me all the way through my life. And it really was a light bulb moment of, you know, you can just go along with things and you can go, oh, moan about this and moan about that and not be happy about this and blah, blah, blah. But it has to start with you, wasn't, doesn't it? And, and it was in that yes. moment of, actually, I've got to do something about that. And, and, I, and, you know, I've sort of carried that kind of thought in my head all through my life, whether that's what's led me to coaching ultimately, I have yeah, no yeah. idea, but yeah. you know, and, and I love your, your um, mantra, if you, if you want to talk, call it or tagline of it always starts with you because it has to start with you, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I, I use that in every sense of the word, pardon the literal pun. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, do you know what's really fascinating actually, Joey? When I work with leaders, um, you know, I say a lot of things, you know, as a speaker, I say a lot of things. Mm. Um, or whether it's when I'm listening to coaches and I would play these words back to them, the words that everybody takes note of or it resonates with are, it always starts with you and it makes people think about it. And that that's why I use that as, I, thank mm. you for saying that's my mantra, my tagline. Yeah, I'd love that, that people see it that way because it does make people realise, and, and, and I use this in every context, whether that's the leader who's blaming everybody else, whether that's the leader who's slagging off their team, whether that's the leader who is choosing to allow other people to determine how they behave or, you know, bemoaning things outside of their control, doing the same things over and over again. It always starts with you because it's only you that can change yeah. that. And yeah. the, the key message with that is, and this is where we, it, it delves into the emotional intelligence piece of the book is that it always starts with you from a point of view of as a human being you're always going to have thoughts and feelings you can't do anything about that you don't want to that means you're alive it means your <laughs> function is as you do what we've got to be really uh, aware of is your natural thoughts and feelings you don't choose them yeah. you never say to your head now think this you never say to your heart now feel this it happens based on your reaction to the world around you. And there's a key part of the book called Your Map of the World where I can help people to understand those natural reactions. Those natural thoughts and feelings, you don't choose them. They will just happen naturally. Where it always starts for you is choosing a response to those thoughts and feelings yeah. and creating that mindset for yourself where you can recognise, I don't have to do everything that my thoughts and feelings tell me to do. I also don't have to believe that my thoughts and feelings tell me what I can and can't do. Um, I guess to use a positive example of me, if I listened to my thoughts and feelings, I wouldn't have written a book. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> exactly, know. because our brain just wants to tell us all the bad stuff all the time. And it, it's, it's yes. kind of our job to, to you know, get rid of that negative Nora's and negative army away from our brain. Yeah. But it, it's hard and it, and it, it also is. takes courage to step out of your comfort zone to go, no. I don't yes. want to be like this. I want to change. And we yes. can't underestimate that as well, can we? Because it takes a lot of courage. Absolutely, John. That, that's why I really, really hang my hat on authentic leadership. And mm. Because when you're faced with that negativity, with that challenges, and you're right, it's hard. It's actually you know, probably the hardest thing in mm -hmm. the world. I think aside from serious illness, 
you know, from in terms of how he responds to your thoughts and feelings and what they naturally say to us, it is one of the hardest things. It's what stops us doing what we want to do. It's what creates insecurity, impossible, you name it. We could, you know, literally write a list of it. And that's why I always work with people to create authentic leaders because when you know who you are really, truly authentically, it actually becomes easier to choose a positive response to your thoughts and feelings because if you try and choose a positive response based on somebody else's four-step model, somebody else's theory that was practiced in a laboratory that just doesn't relate to you when you're trying to motivate angry Bob and fed up Sue and negative Rita, or if you're trying to adopt somebody else's style, it becomes even harder because you don't know how to think in that style or that thing. What you know how to think is like you. And yeah. that, that's when uh, one of the um, ways I bring this to life in the book is, is people around you and how they behave and the attitudes that they demonstrate and the molds that that sets for us. Now, I, I won't use the language that I use in no, the book. No, because I know some of your language, Tim, can be <laughs> a little bit colourful. <laughs> it is. Um, and all right, that's me being me. I know, um, exactly, you know, but that's you being authentic. That's how you yeah, are. So that's I, I use it appropriately. Yes, um, I know. I, I, I would know. definitely say that. Um, and I use it with humour. So, yeah, that's just me. Whether, you want to, whether, whether I blame that on being a northerner, or just the fact that that's just how people talk. And that's you. If you go out with your mates, you go to the pub. Yeah. You know, we don't sit there talking all this corporate jargon. See, no. I said something I, else. I know, I know exactly what word you want to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just talk in the in the way that we talk, don't we? Yeah. And people yeah. like that. They buy into that. You know, when, you see it with famous people when they talk like we talk. They go, oh, it's just like us. Yeah. And when we when we use that... And like I say, I won't use the, the names or the, the titles that I give to people in the book, but we're surrounded by these people. And often they're people that we look up to, that we're told to admire or even mm. told to be afraid of. Mm. And then what can happen to us is we see these. And you know, I refer to people who are narcissists, they are selfish, they're ignorant, even discriminatory for some of the examples in the book. And these are extreme examples. But if you're surrounded by people like that, you start to fit them all because it's the classic case of, well, my boss does this, so I do that. They yeah. shout at me, so I shout at my team. They micromanage me. I micromanage you. Yet at the heart of that, let's act like you it's the behaviours that we don't want to represent. And it's that yeah. ability to say, okay, I can allow my boss to be like that because when I break the mould, I can recognise that's their choice and that's their problem. So yeah. it only reflects on them. Everybody else's yeah. behaviour and attitude is their problem because it only reflects on them. So I can choose to recognise that. And I will take the kicking and the micromanagement and those things that frustrate me and allow some of them to get through to me. I'll deflect a lot of them. And then I will behave in a way that aligns with what I stand for. I will go back to my team and I will build trust. I might not get listened to by my boss, I will listen to my team because mm. that's me being authentic. That's me choosing to be who I am. And when you break the mold in that way, it grows confidence. It creates positive emotions for yeah. us. And it creates that environment where you and your team can be your best version of you. You know, that's the purpose of the book is how to be your best version of mm. you. And I'm, I'm really, really passionate about this because I believe in leaders. I've been that's there, insane. done that, uh, as the book tells you got the physical and mental scars to prove for it. You know, the famous story of me being yeah. punched by a young girl in, is in the book. Um, 
And so I, I believe in them and I, and I believe in the people that are the leaders. And I believe that when they're able to recognize the molds that are being set for them and, and, and be able to get to know their true authentic selves, they can practice that. They can choose the attitudes and behaviors that they want to demonstrate to create for them what leadership should be. Surely leading other people should be a positive experience. It's Absolutely. got to be, hasn't it? Well, yeah. What's the point? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and all what you're saying there just reminds me of a, a role that I went to into once and um, I was replacing another leader and the team were the team that I took on was so suspicious of me because of the way that they had been managed oh yes yes whatever don't know whatever words you would you would choose but they were so suspicious of me I had to work so hard to break down those barriers and and see that there's a different way to to lead people and and also for them to understand that I, I'm all about empowering people. So, you know, it was empowering them to make decisions, empowering them to have a go at things. And, you know, we, we'd be talking about things in meetings and they'd be saying, right, okay, so, um, you know, we want to do this, blah, blah. I said, okay, right, do it, try it, have a go. And they just look at me as though say, oh my word. But it was because they'd been conditioned by this other person. They're actually frightened of this other person because yeah. they, they essentially, they, they they were essentially a bit of a bully I have to say as well and 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 it was so you know it was so hard I remember in the first couple of weeks thinking oh my god what have I done I've taken on this team that don't want to have anything to do with me because they had this other experience but we worked at it and we worked at it and they turned out to be a fantastic team and they they went on to do all sorts of you know when it was time Brilliant. for me to move on to something on they went on to do all sorts of stuff um, and that was just a perfect example of two completely different ways of leading a team, but the 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 power of leadership when you've got empowerment in there and you want to help other people develop and you want them to to be the best version of themselves, like you're saying in the book. And um, yeah, yeah. it's a no brainer. It's a really interesting example, actually, Joe, because you're right, you know, the, the book is about your best version of you. And you're right, that translates into the teams that we lead because, yeah. you know, again, surely every leader, the team that you lead, you, you want every member of that team to be their best version of them. Yeah. You know, you're employing decent human beings. And if you're not, well, you need to sort your recruitment out. That's a different issue. Absolutely. So create that environment, like you say, where people can be their best version of themselves. And, yeah, these, these molds that exist for people, they're not just the ones that other people set. They are the ones that we set of ourselves. You're right, we project them onto others. I know I've experienced that. I've not responded well in the past and responded better in other situations. And certainly as I gained more experience, certainly as I developed my most intelligence, I was able to recognise what I should be doing is thinking, what do they need from me? Yes. And, and I, I should be thinking about, OK, if you're telling me you've had a bad time, don't think about I'm now the white knight and I'm going to change everything and save you all. I should be stopping and going, well, what do you need from me? Yeah. You know, how, how, how motivated are you now? If you've had this bad experience, what can I do to help to turn that around? And one of the key messages in the book is around that, is the looking at it from other people's perspective, the ask, don't tell because we fall into a habit of telling people what to do as a leader. It's, it's one of the most common molds that we fall into. I'm the leader. I have to tell you what to do. Yeah. And yeah, look, 
leaders always need to be able to tell people what to do in certain situations. Yeah, of course they, they, they do. need to have that accountability, but there is a way of yes. doing it and there is a way of yes. doing it that brings everyone along with you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, you need to tell them how to work safely. Uh, yeah. You need to tell them the direction. You need to tell them the purpose. You need to set the vision for them. Yes, sometimes if people are doing something for the first time, you might need to tell them how to do something or you might need to share your advice. Of course you do. Yet where the real opportunity is, is to ask, yeah. is to ask those powerful open questions and be able to demonstrate to people that you're interested in them, be able to create that environment where they can choose empowerment. You know, so many leaders that I work with say, I haven't got enough time and my team are this and my team are that. And they're always asking me the same questions. And I would say, so when they ask you the same questions, what answer do you give them? Exactly. Well, I give them the same answer. And uh, then they ask me again, you know, to look at me and say, okay, so just take a step back. You've just told me you get asked the same questions all the time and you give the same answers. So let's just look at it from the other person's point of view. Why do you think they're constantly asking you the same question? And then, of course, they start to realize, oh, yeah, it's because I'm doing it for them. I'm taking accountability. And ultimately, what we're doing is making it easy for other people and removing that chance for them to take responsibility. So when the time comes that you need them to take responsibility, you need them to stand on their own two feet to do whatever that is. They, they just turn around and look for you. You know, and if you're not there, it's, oh, sorry, my boss isn't here, so I can't answer it. And then, of course, the team aren't performing. So it's taking those opportunities to ask those open questions. And that's a skill that everybody can develop. And, and it's, it's so simple, Tim, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I've been working yes. with some uh, leaders recently and, and you know, it, there's been lots of work around communications with their team. And when we start talking about it and dissecting it, it's so simple. It's almost yeah. like they're looking for this big, powerful, answery thing. And, and when we actually break it all down, it's so simple. And it is about talking, listening, and asking yes. them, what, what do you need from me for us to be able to do X, Y, and Z? How yeah. can we work together? And it's as simple as that, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've called it a skill there, actually, and I, uh, that's a, a verbal typo, because what I describe that as, that ability to ask open questions and the ability to listen, it's a choice. Yes. Because we all have the ability to do yeah. it. It's, it's just words. Yes. With the asking powerful questions, and there's a lot of this in the book, it, it is about understanding what powerful questions mm. are. It's about taking time to recognize the power of asking those open questions mm. so getting buy-in for yourself if you like and then creating that habit and then it's in that moment that when somebody's coming to me and asking me the same question again it's being able to recognize the thoughts and feelings that are maybe frustration and are maybe telling me just tell them it's quicker and you can stop and go no no I'll choose how I respond yeah and what I'm going to do is ask well, what do you think you should do yeah. Oh, okay. Well, how do how do you want me to help you to solve that? How do we get this sorted together? You know, there's many, many different articulations with that. And then, of course, the key skill that comes with that, the, the particular choice is listening. Again, listening is a yeah. choice. It, it is. We we can all do it. Everybody can listen. It's it's built into us as human beings. And you, yeah. yes, as you get more experience, you develop it, uh, you get more emotional maturity. I, I think it's fair to describe it as that. Yes, it becomes a, a bit a bit more important to us naturally, 
Yeah, whether you're nine years old or 90 years old, it, you can choose to listen. Yeah. It's you whether we're listening or we're really, really listening. We're yes. listening not to respond. We're listening because we're really listening and interested, interested and then thinking about, not, not thinking about responding while we're listening because then you're not listening. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know that it's something I. Whenever we talk about listening to leaders, uh, and, and you know when, when I'm particularly when I'm in team coaching sessions, and I'll say to them, I just want you to listen to each other. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Here's some question cards. Uh, yeah, maybe questions that you don't normally ask each other, and we'll, and we'll give them time to do that. To, to and then the challenge is just listen. Don't respond. Don't share your experience or opinions. Just listen to the answer hard. they give you. It, it is. And then what they realise is, I can do that. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. what, what happens nine out of, with nine out of ten groups, they'll say to each other, oh, I never knew that about you. Yeah. You know, or people have got, oh, do you know, we've worked together. There was a, an example of this where somebody said, we've worked together for 15 years and we've never had a conversation like that. And I tell them, go, so is it that you never knew that about them or you've never listened to that? Yeah. Yeah. Or that you've never had that conversation because you're not really listening to each other. And it's not it's not a criticism or a, oh, look at me, I'm a, I'm a guru, I know about this. It, it's just helping people to raise the awareness of it. It's the choices that you make in the yeah. conversation. It's that ability to say, the best outcome of this conversation will be for me to listen. And, and like I say, to really listen, to listen, to understand. And do you know what? There's, there's a thing we can say to the listeners there, again, pardon the pun. <laughs> So something I talk about in the book and I always recommend to people. So for listeners, this is for you who's listening. So when you stop listening to this, the next Teams call um, or meeting that you go to this afternoon, tomorrow, whatever it might be, when there comes a time, and this is when there's more than one person there, yeah. by the way. So, you know, when there's normally sort of four or five or more people. When the time comes that you don't, necessarily need to contribute because somebody else is talking and you know they're not necessarily talking to you for you to respond don't think oh i'll do the emails now because i don't need to listen to this or i'll start drifting off or writing doodles practice listening yeah stop and really listen to that person so choose to put your entire focus on that person observe their body language their tone of voice listen to it to understand it from their point of view you know challenge yourself to think what's really going on what are they really yeah. saying here because when you practice it in that way where you're not necessarily going to respond you're building up that habit you're building up that ability to show to yourself i can choose to listen because one of the things that's that's in the book is you know like people say oh well it's hard to listen because i get distracted or you know this that and the other and it what we've got to be really clear on is the phone pinging or the email appearing or somebody walking past the window or whatever it is, that's not the distraction. The distraction is the thought and feeling yeah. that tells you to look at your phone, that tells you to that your email is more important than the person talking, that tells you to get distracted by the person walking past you. It's not the physical representation. It's the thought and feeling. And yeah. You're in control of that. You know, they, they, the message is loud and clear in terms of how you break the mould. It's about the only thing that you're always 100% in control of is how you choose to respond to your thoughts and feelings. And 
creating that ability to listen and that desire to listen because you'll always learn more by listening to people like yeah no, no wonder leaders and- are stressed if they're not listening to anybody because they're working twice as hard to do this to, to get the same information again because they didn't listen the first time absolutely and and you can also apply that to your family as well listening to your family because i know that i'm probably worse at listening to my family than i am to my colleagues <laughs> or whatever so, every coach is like that joe <laughs> and you go yeah 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 sorry what did you say yeah yeah well i've just told you that I'm like, oh okay and then they say oh call yourself a coach I'm like yeah it doesn't apply it doesn't apply to your family <laughs> yeah yeah they yeah, say you're not paying me for this yeah yeah exactly exactly uh tim do you know what we could we could talk all day um and but i do have to touch on your music choice as well because um throughout the book there's some fantastic quotes from all the bands that you love and i love you i know you love paul weller and the jam and um, yeah. gallagher and um i think there was somewhere in the book said that that it said that you're still trying to be like him or you wanted to be him or something oh, liam gallagher <laughs> liam, not no liam Liam, you know, yeah, <laughs> still trying to be Liam. Why not? It's you know, I mean, I, I turned eighteen in nineteen ninety six. I'm giving my age away there. So, you know, it, at that time of life, eighteen years old, who else do you want to be other than Liam Gallagher, the rock and roll star? Isn't he? he still is. I know exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so the book is it is fun as well because you've got all these yes. fantastic quotes in there, and just the way that you narrate the book as well it is you you know you read it and you know yeah. it's Tim that's talking Thank you. that's really important yeah do you know what's quite worried actually Joe and and, and an audio book may happen a lot of people who know me have said I can't read it without your voice in my head and I'm like oh my god I'm so no, sorry that's, like, no, that's yeah. brilliant I'm like oh really yeah, so yeah the, the musical choices it's uh yes that's on brand for me. My my enthused brand is very much influenced by music and modernism. So I wanted that to be represented in the book. I wanted yeah. it. There's a little bit there of me practicing what I preach because Absolutely. the book is all about authentic leadership. So I had to put my authentic self to it. Yeah. And, you know, a big thing for me was I didn't want my family and friends to read it and think, I don't really who's recognize. That? Yeah, who's, yeah. Who's, who's, oh, professional Tim's back, is it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I really had to challenge myself. And I had an amazing writing coach with my publisher who really challenged me on it. Uh, you, she uses stronger language than I do. Oh, Joe, wow. So <laughs> we got on just fine. Um, so yeah, they, one of the things that I was really keen on, and, and all right, you know, you know me, Joe, I'll be honest and transparent. Yeah. The book's called Break the Mold. So if I write the book, the same book as what everybody else writes, it's not going to break the it's mold. It's not breaking the mold, is it? No, exactly. So, one of the traits um, and qualities of many leadership books or business books are that they do use the same, be it an inspirational quote, be it a story, yeah. be it an example, or be it uh, somebody else's model. You know, they, they get repeated, you know, ad finitum. And I get it. I, I, I love all these people. I talk about this in the book. To me, there was a bit, well, I want this to resonate with, with every leader. and every person whatever your interest in music may be whether you love it and you go to gigs and you're obsessed with it like me or you listen to the radio and you have a bit of a particular favorite you know or it's quite passive yet you will have a song from your formative years that is your favorite song and yeah to me what I was really aware of is music I believe is a good link to being authentic because absolutely you could 
um, listen to the radio later, literally to just tune your radio at random to a music station, and one of your favourite songs could come on that you haven't heard for 20 years. And as soon as that riff kicks in, you'll know every lyric, you'll know every yeah. beat. And if, if you stop and actually listen to it, it'll take you back to back. that time in your yeah. life, you know, Absolutely. wedding songs perhaps, or the song that was out when your kids were born, or you know, or definitely maybe Oasis for me when I was 18 and, <laughs> you know, thought me and my mates ruled the world, you know, just little bits like that. So I was really keen to use the lyrics that inspire me. So yes, it's, it's favourite artist. The book starts with Paul Weller and ends with David Bowie. You know, I mean, if that doesn't sum me up, I don't know what does. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's lots of others weaved in there. Famous, a lot of people will know some of the lyrics, a lot of people will know the act, the artist. Some of them they'll have never heard before. And do you know what? If people, as a result of finishing the book, go and listen to some of those artists that they've never heard of before, great. My work here is done. What a great thing to achieve, you know. And Good. So, yeah, I, and there's a little bit as well of that element of, you know, music can take you back to being your authentic self at the heart of everybody is our favourite song. Absolutely. Whether that is the jam or Mozart, whatever your, or the Spice Girls, I don't know, whatever people's, you know, favourite kind of music is. So, yeah, I, I was also a bit of me. I, I put my neck on the block, shall we say, with the publisher <laughs> at the beginning. And I said, well, because they were a bit like, why, why are you using lyrics? Um, where? Yeah. And I said, well, to me, I said, that's more real. And, and yeah. I, said, please, I said, please don't think I'm getting on my eye or so trying to be all, you know, kind of pretentious with this. I just felt that, well, people relate to that more. Um, and, and there's a danger sometimes with regurgitating a lot, a lot of the same inspirational quotes. Is they've lost the meaning because they hear them all the time or, yeah. you know, they see them. Or they think, oh, yeah, here's another guy who's just going to tell me about all the same other uh, authors and inspirational speakers. So... You know, yeah, for me, well, let, well, let's put it in there, the thing that speaks to people's heart. You know, why not? And do you know what's funny, Joe, actually, is everybody who's read it so far, they all comment on that. They all go, do you know, I, yeah, I really like the lyrics idea. It's a bit out there. Some people are a bit like, didn't expect that, you know, even from you. Yeah. But they've been like, yeah, I like it, actually. It's different and it's making me think about it. And, you know, hopefully... <laughs> Um, people see the hard work that's gone into getting the lyric to match the message oh, of the page that they're reading. Absolutely. I hope that's by skill and not by fluke. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, Tim, as, as soon as I saw that in the book, I thought, well, you know, that that's Tim. So I would expect nothing less. And, and, and <laughs> yeah, you. and to, before we go, we need to know where we can buy the book. So could you yes. tell everybody where they can buy the book? Yes, um, unsurprisingly, Amazon is the first choice, uh, the world's biggest bookstore. So, yeah, yeah you can just go yeah. to Amazon, uh, search Break the Mold, Tim Roberts. You can get the uh, paperback or you can get the Kindle version. Or if you want the fancy pants hardback signed copy. <laughs> Which I do you... have here, so I'm very Absolutely. privileged. Uh, so, yeah, you can buy that direct from my uh, learning resource website, which is uh, it's always starts with you.com. Uh, or you can go to my main website, which is enthusecoaching.com, and you can find the links from there. But I appreciate it. It's much easier. Just go to Amazon, break them all, Tim Roberts, order it from there. It'll, it'll be there by 10 o'clock tonight if you pay for Prime <laughs> over there tomorrow. So and it, it's it's coming soon to other bookstores, but like Fantastic. every book, the success of it, it, you live and die by Amazon. That That's the, yeah. that's yeah. just the world that you live in when you publish a book. So who am I to argue with that? 
<laughs> well, do you know what, Tim? Like I say, we could talk all day, and it's been Absolutely. wonderful to chat with you. And I hope our listeners will go and um, ch- uh, try that listening challenge out as well. And uh, I am sure we'll have you back for volume two when uh, that comes to fruition. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, it's, it's already in the pipeline. <laughs> Oh, well, definitely. Then we'll de- get you in the diary for that. So thank you, Tim. And, and you know, lots of luck with uh, the whole of, of the book sales as well. And it, and, and if I hope it does the job that you want it to do, and I'm sure it will. Um, so thank you. Thank you, John. Keep smiling. Keep being you. Thank you. Hello, Yawa Radio listeners. Steve Gamlin here, host of the Motivational Firewood Hour with brand new episodes each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. UK time and bonus replays on the days in between. Look forward to having you as part of a future episode very soon. Please keep on listening to Yawa Radio. Time for another inspirational quote. Be happy. Be inspired. Go confidently in the direction of of your dreams live the life you have imagined Henry David Thoreau a big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day 7 days a week at yawaradio.com co.uk and if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast we would love to hear from you simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk once again a big thank you for taking the time out to listen this is the Yawa Radio podcast copyright applies with inspirational guests from around the world inspirational quotes The Inspirational Book of the Week, The Meditation Hour, The Quiet Zone, and Feel Good Music. Yawa Radio is about well-being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio.